The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatra, joined by my good buddy, Keith Cork. You know what that means. It's a wonderful Wednesday slate. We're here to break down that nine-game card that we have on our hands. Looks like a nice little juicy one, but Keith, my man, how are we doing over there? Doing pretty well, man. I uh, Looks like I'm probably going to cash in the games uh, from last night, so I'm uh, doing pretty well. I'm looking forward to talking to Wednesday's slate. Absolutely. And, uh, you, you know, he says last night, we're recording this the night before, so it's tonight right now. Uh, about 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we start recording this. This is always a first look. And I'll keep it frank, Keith. I just wasn't around tonight. I did not run any lineups. Um, I, I try to practice what I preach. If you're not there to follow the news, especially now more than ever, don't play. It's that simple. You need to be able to watch the news. You need to be able to monitor. You need to be able to late swap and adjust and, and be able to do that. It's been a key in a key success to winning this season. So uh, I didn't play, man. I took the night off. And you know what? It's a nice little refresher to it. It allows me to clear. I'm geared up. I'm ready to go. Really excited to jump back into things. Uh, it feels like it's almost opening night for me, even though it's only one day off. But nonetheless, before we jump into anything, a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. If you guys haven't already checked them out, head over to MyBookie.ag. The best, the most reputable bookie site out there. The only place I place my wagers. All things NBA related. I'll be hitting them up. Whether I, I'm a parlay guy, Keith. That's what I like to do. Um, I'm terrible at regular game lines. I'm always guessing wrong. If I give you, if I say this game's going to go one way, you should probably bet the other. But when I do a little risk at biscuit and uh, you know do a little parlay action, I'll do it over there. And if you use that promo code Hoopball20, or I'm sorry, Hoopball, <clears throat> we'll get to that. We'll get to that sponsor in a minute. Uh, Hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You will get a 50% deposit match on your initial deposit. So you put in a thousand dollars, guys, you will get a free $500 to play with. And they also have a fully-fledged casino platform over there as well, guys. So everything you can see when you walk into your local joint, you have there, whether it is a little roulette, a little blackjack, a little poker, everything is available. Slots even, they have it. Your one-stop shop, buy bookie. Use that promo code, HoopBall. And while you're out there, guys, check out Manscaped. And that's where you're using that promo code, HoopBall20, because what does it do? It gives you 20% off plus free shipping on your entire order over at Manscaped. Probably wondering what they have. They have everything for the male grooming needs. They have the lawnmower 3.0. They have body toner. They have regular toner. They have body wash. They have everything. Conditioner. The whole kit come. The whole kit and caboodle comes in one. It's the perfect package kit. Also comes in a neat little travel kit, along with a nice neat pair of compression boxer shorts. You can get all of that and use that promo code Hoopball20 for 20% off plus. Free shipping and that, Keith, that everything's waterproof too. Uh, quick charging, good stuff, good stuff. So I highly recommend them, guys. But we'll jump into this right now. Let's get to the nitty, the nitty gritty. We're looking at a nice little game right here. Started off 7:30 Eastern Standard Time game. Boston Celtics traveling to Atlanta to take it on the Hawks in this one. So for for the both teams, of course, no injury report, nothing listed yet, and for a game total. We're not going to have that either. Uh, Hawks are playing tonight. So pretty much why we don't have that. Pass it over to you, Keith. Let's talk about this Boston Celtics team. We'll start with the away team. We should have some uh, some news. Pretty much Kemba Walker, minutes restriction. Seems like it's almost getting lifted here now. But with that being said, this is someone you're staring at, 6,200 against this Hawks team. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think, um, I mean, I think you can look that way. It is, it is a back-to-back for the Celtics too. So, um, I, I think he probably sits to be honest with you. So I probably won't look at Kemba Walker, uh, myself, but, um, you know, I might be looking at some of his backups, Peyton Pritchard or, um, uh, Aaron Neesmith, but I'm not really into the, either of those guys. The guys I'm really into are, uh, Jason Tatum at 9,200, you know, in the previous two games against the Hawks, uh, you know, he hasn't scored less than 50 DK points and he's just been lighting these guys up. So I think you can probably definitely go there again for uh, for uh, cash games because he's going to duplicate that effort. And he's got just a very safe floor um, against this weak, weak Hawks defense. 
And uh, Jalen Brown, I like him as a tournament pivot. If you're not going to go Tatum, go Brown for the for the GPPs, because I think you know he hasn't had a really great game against uh, the last two against this uh, Hawks team, but uh, he's just a, a, a stud, man. He's a great player, 8400. And uh, if you're going to pivot off of Jason Tatum and, and go with him, he's a very contrarian play, and uh, I like that for GPPs. Um, and that's really all I like here uh, on the Celtic side. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Kemba back to back, decent chance he sits. I don't know if I'm going to go to Pritchard. I feel like I, that, that's just that trap that I've been falling for left and right. Um, yes, he's been out playing Teague all season. He pretty much stole the spot out of the rotation. That being said, he's averaging eight DK points against this team in two games, averaging 20 minutes. So it just feels like I, I, I fell for this before. I might fall for it again. I'll probably play him in a few lineups because I know that upside's there. I know that he's going against Trey Young and this Hawks team. Uh, all the promising stuff is there. So I'll probably fall for it, but I'm going to be a little bit more cautious, I guess, being said. I'll probably be underweight on Peyton Pritchard. Uh, I don't mind looking at Tatum or uh, you know, or Jalen Brown, either one of these guys. I'll probably prefer Brown a little bit. Tatum's getting a little bit of a price boost. We're getting him at a great discount. Did not play tonight, but uh, I absolutely did love that matchup for him tonight. So I, I, I don't know how that, uh, how that panned out. Didn't check the box scores just yet, but I'm hoping he did well. Well, speaking of box scores, let me jump in here real quick because I did want to actually look at um, their big man rotation from tonight just to see you know who they might be playing tomorrow night. And it does look like uh, Robert Time Lord Williams only got 14 minutes tonight. So uh, looking at Wednesday night's game, I think he might get a few more than 14, maybe 20 to 25. And if that's the case, then I'd be looking at him in GPPs, uh, maybe even a little in cash too. Um, but uh, he might be a good play. I don't know. Um, yeah, because I was looking at to see Robert Williams – Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice, what those guys got. Uh, Tice got uh, 25 minutes and Tristan Thompson got 22 minutes. So uh, Thompson might be in for a few more minutes also. I love the front court just anytime that they're going against. Uh, Time Lord's actually played great in this matchup in both games. So he was actually a guy that I had circled and I was kind of looking at as well. Uh, it being back to back. And there's been rumblings. Uh, this dude needs to get more minutes. People are kind of clamoring. Uh, this, this Boston team is just not playing as good defense as they're known for. Um, and a lot of it starts with the front court. Tice is, is their anchor, but Thompson seems like he's just kind of been wherewithal, like, you know, basically he's just getting minutes because they paid him at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of see, I'm not going to say it's going to happen overnight. I, I expect that eventually at some point this season, a shift starts to go a little bit more towards time Lord getting closer to a 20 minute average. And on, you know, nights where there's back to backs, he's playing 26, 28. One could hope. But he's definitely a guy I'm targeting this one. He's my favorite member of this front court. So I'll be looking at a little bit of Jalen Brown. I'll be looking at a little bit of Time Lord. Um, keep an eye on Aaron A. Smith, too. They're talking about giving him a little bit more rotation minutes down the line. He played 27 minutes in that last one. They said they like to close lineups with him because he offers some pretty good spacing with his shooting. Lights out shooter coming out of college. On the Hawks side, though, I'll pass it over to you, my good friend, Keith. Trey Young, Clint Capella. I always love targeting this matchup going against the Celtics front court. It's just bottom line. And we got to imagine John Collins being evaluated for a concussion. Odds are he's not going to be available for this game. So is it a staple lock or is it someone that we can just, you know, eh, maybe get a couple shares of? Uh, I mean, I love Trey Young in, in this spot. You know, as long as Kimball Walker's out, and I think he will be, um, you know, if it's Aaron Neesmith, if it's Peyton Pritchard, he might draw some Jalen Brown defense, but I, I just, I, none of that scares me. I think Trey Brown's a really safe bet here at 9,800 to to hit some value and, and have a really good game. Uh, but I think I love even Clint Capella even more. Uh, 7,800, I mean, I just love that price tag for Clint Capella. Um, he's had some big games in the past. I don't know if he necessarily has a big one again here, but the, the Celtics are just weak against the center position. So, um, I'm rolling Clint Capella out there pretty much, uh, you know, without any hesitation. Um, John Collins, he was actually on my list. Um, and like you said, he, he went out with a concussion, possible concussion and was being evaluated. I don't know if they've uh, confirmed he had one yet. I know he didn't return to the game, but um, if he's in the concussion protocol, he's out. We'll have to look to see what value opens up there. Uh, so check out the DFS delivery and, uh, you know, should be some more information there. But um, uh, if he's in, I do like John Collins in this matchup as a GPP play, as a pivot off of Capella. Um, you know, I just think, again, the Celtics are weak down low. I've been saying that, you know, he's going to have a good game against the Celtics squad. He hasn't. Um, people that are box score you know, watchers will be off of him, which means his uh, ownership will be low. So for a GPP play, I like John Collins if he plays, obviously. Yep, I'm with you. I think uh, push comes to shove. Capella is my favorite center option on the slate. Uh, it just... I'm expecting Collins to sit. Just being evaluated for the concussion, didn't return. It's a back-to-back. 
I just imagine he sits this one out. We'll probably see Gallinari start. Gallinari is definitely an option at 4,700. Um, don't mind him as well, but, you know, Clint Capella is clear-cut. My favorite option on this Hawks team, probably my favorite center on the slate. He's averaging 50 DK points in the two matchups he faces Celtics. All the reasons you said, they just get annihilated by opposing centers, especially centers that just hold it down in the paint and are able to out-rebound them. So I expect Capella to have close to probably a 20-rebound game in this one. Gallinari plays a little bit away from the basket, more so than Collins. A lot less athletic. They're going to use uh, Capella in this pick and roll a lot more. We see Trey Young run that with Collins. That's going to be all Capella's usage. So, yeah, I, it, it's tough for me not to just absolutely love Capella. I don't know. Did I say do I? I do I love? Yeah, I love Capella. Um, <laughs> you only said it four know. times. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep, you know, I'll keep it short on that one. And that's probably it. I don't mind taking advantage of some of these other guys that we should. Uh, I can see Rondo getting a decent amount of minutes in this one, especially knowing that Cam Reddish he got ruled out last one. Um, you know, last second. Maybe ruled out of this one as well. So monitor that. Cam Reddish sits. We'll see more minutes go to Werder. We'll see more minutes go to Rondo. Both those guys get a little bump. But like I said, if I'm targeting this team, it's in the front court. On to the next one, though. Houston Rockets traveling to Cleveland. Take on the Cavaliers in this one. Uh, No no, uh, injury report for the Cavs yet. But for the Rockets, we know that DeMarcus Cousins, uh, he has been waived. He's off the team. Uh, Dante Exum ruled out. Eric Gordon is being considered questionable, along with Victor Oladipo. And Christian Wood is still out. P.J. Tucker being probable. Keep your eyes on him. He's on the trade block. A lot of teams interested. He will not be on this team for very long. And for a game total, guess what? We do not have one. So we'll keep it moving. On to Houston, though. I'll lead off with here. A lot of things to kind of monitor. Obviously, we have to keep an eye on Eric Gordon, Victor Oladipo, those two guys coming back. would immediately takes majority of the usage. We'd see limited minutes for guys like Nawaba. Uh, you know, House would take a little hit. Tate might take a slight hit, but his rotation st- spot seems pretty secure, knowing that Cousins isn't going to be on the floor anymore. And then, of course, we have everyone's darling. Uh, I know you probably had to have 100% of Justin Patton, right? Uh, the other night, you, you know, you had to have. Uh, who didn't see that guy just getting signed off, you know, the the bench and pretty much out of nowhere uh, and immediately getting minutes kind of got waved by a lot of teams. A lot of teams took a shot on him. I think he's probably been on, you know, at least six or seven. I know he spent some time with the Mavs for at least a little while. So uh, nonetheless, he's getting another shot here. And, you know, P.J. Tucker should be able to suit up, I imagine. But uh, if not, Patton might be one of their only center options. So. We have some options here, and you know John Wall coming in at 83. We're not scared of this Cleveland backcourt. A little bit upper uh, upper echelon price for John Wall, one that I do not feel too comfortable playing on most or paying for on most nights. So I'll probably take a pass on John Wall at 8300. Where I will look if there is no Gordon, if there is no Oladipo, I don't mind taking shots on guys like Nawaba against his former team as well. Just spent some time over there. He's just a guy that's just stuffing the stat sheet. He's taking shots. If he ends up, I don't expect another 16 shot attempts, but for your GPPs, you're talking about a guy that put up at least 40 DK points in two of the last three games. It's a solid matchup for him. Don't necessarily trust it in cash at that price tag. If he was like, you know, four mid fours, sure in cash, but uh, definitely a viable GPP option. And that's, that's kind of all I'm really looking at. I'm not, I'm not too interested in a lot over here. Yeah, I um, you know, I, if I was to guess if uh, Eric Gordon or Victor Oladipo plays, uh, they're both questionable. I would guess Eric Gordon would be more more towards the you know uh, portion of that that be playing instead of sitting. And if he does play, you know, I do I do like him in this matchup, sixty five hundred. I'll go there for sure. I think it's probably pretty good for a cash play, uh, you know, against a pretty weak defense um, uh, in the Cleveland Cavs. So I will go there for Eric Gordon. Obviously, if he doesn't play, he, you look at those guys you're talking about. I'm a, all aboard the, the Nawaba train. Uh, I wasn't aboard the Nawaba train at first, and I, I really uh, it kicked me in the butt. I did play him recently. He won me some money, and uh, he had a big game. And uh, like you said, you know, he can have a big game. And I think he's actually pretty safe just because he, he – uh, contributes in a variety of ways. So 5,100 for Nawaba. Um, I think it's an okay cash play. It's not something I'm I'm reaching for, but if it rounds on my roster, I really don't mind playing them there. Um, you can look at Tate. You can look at um, uh, Sterling Brown, guys like that too for GPPs. But uh, Nawaba is the, definitely the guy I'm choosing out of those for cash plays. Awesome. Yeah, no, can't blame me, man. I, I like him. If you trust him in cash, you you know, I'm probably, uh, I'm mostly a GPP guy. I would say probably split it about 75-25. Uh, I still get a fair amount of cash on in on every single night, um, but listen, if any, I, I will always respect another cash call, and you might be right on Nuaba. I mean, even when you're talking about a 5K, the floor has been pretty much about 25 points over the past few games. That's solid. We'll take that. 
Um, sliding over to the Cleveland side of the ball, though, Jared Allen, 7,700. He's just been Jared Allen, exactly what we expect from a guy that we uh, knew needed to be unleashed and needed a new role. Um, pretty much getting smack dab, 40 DK points over the last four games. Sign me up, 7,700. If you wanted to run a double center lineup with him and Capella, wouldn't mind it. Has a safe cash floor. Has a nice ceiling as well. Both those guys can hit 50 and it wouldn't bat an eye. Still prefer Capella over him slightly, but I wouldn't mind getting both. Outside of him, the only other guys I'm really looking at would be maybe a little bit of Chetty Osmond, knowing he's going to continue to play a good amount of power forward. Uh, only played about 20 minutes in that last one, but he's a guy that's kind of a microwave. Very, very risky. Don't love the price tag. If you want to play him in GPPs, he can definitely hit 40 points in this matchup. This is the kind of matchup that's built for him, especially knowing that Tucker is probably going to be bumped up to center now. Uh, it's going to leave a little bit of a viability for the wings now. The, we're going to see a lot, a little bit more shot attempts get off the three-point line, I think, going against Houston going forward. But I'll pass it over to you. Why don't you break it down, talk to me about a little bit of these guys, some of the guys that you're targeting. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm very high on Jared Allen. Um, very high on this dude. Capella's your guy, and I, I definitely can't blame you there. But um, Jared Allen's my guy. This is the guy I'm going to lock in because uh, I saw what Wendell Carter Jr. did to this, uh, you know, this weak Houston Rockets uh, center position. And um, Wendell Carter Jr. is not necessarily a gifted offensive player, <laughs> and, and this dude just went off. So Jared Allen is a better player, I would, I would say, than Wendell Carter Jr. 7700s not necessarily my favorite price tag for this guy. But um, I think he's probably my favorite center play on the slate. Um, again, you know, Capella, I could see you going there and I can see that call. Absolutely. And uh, he's my second favorite, but uh, Jared Allen's my, my first favorite here. Um, Sexton, yeah, same story as above. Uh, same story as, as Jared Allen. I mean, it's just a weak defense and um, 7,400. I don't mind playing him there. Less high on him than Allen, but uh, you can feasibly roster both these guys. It's just a lot of a lot of your salary. You're eating up with 7,400 and a 7,700 price tag. So don't know if I necessarily do that, but um you can do that. It wouldn't be a terrible play. Uh, the last guy I'd add, uh, and this is a guy from tonight, Dean Wade. If Torrey Imprints is out again and he gets a start again, I haven't looked at the box score. Don't know what he did. I don't think he was doing too too hot, but if he's getting minutes in the 20s, he's a um, $3,000 salary guy, the bottom of the basement salary guy, and uh, don't mind going to him if he's getting 20 minutes for that price tag. Um, and that's about it. All right. Now, hey, listen, I did see he drew the start. Uh, somebody, one of my buddies texted me, he said, Dwayne Wade starting. And then, uh, <laughs> so that's, that's Dean Wade, uh, golden state traveling to Indiana, taking on the pace of seven Eastern standard time game. Uh, a lot of teams on the second half of back-to-backs. And then this one tonight, uh, we saw that some centers finally returned for the Warriors. So obviously we are not going to have any sort of, uh, you know, injury report on them, but Wiseman returned, Looney returned. It is a back-to-back, so keep your eye on that. We may see some of them, one of them rested, one of them sitting. We don't know that. We have to monitor it. Steph Curry did play tonight, too. He's been dealing with that illness. It being a back-to-back, I'm expecting him to play. But again, keep your eye on it. Monitor the news. It's all stuff that we have to watch. For the Pacers, Karis LeVert, Cassie Stanley, TJ Warren, all out. All their major hitters are there, though, outside of those guys. So we can expect a pretty much full lineup from this Pacers team of what we've seen so far this season. We'll start with the Warriors. Keith, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, um, you know, for the Warriors, I, I don't mind playing Steph Curry. Like you say, he's been kind of uh, under the weather, not, not feeling so well recently. Um, he's not my favorite play, but, you know, he's probably the one guy you can trust on the Warriors. Uh, 10000 it's a steep price tag. I'm not super high on him, but playing him in GPPs makes a lot of sense. Um, the other guy I'd look at would be Kelly Oubre. Um, you know, he's on a tear. He's scoring 40-plus DK points in three straight games. And, uh, again, this isn't a guy that's that's my favorite play, but, you know, um, you can go there, seven thousand. If he runs out your roster, I don't mind it. Um, uh, more for, more so again for GPPs than than cash plays, just because of that that big price tag. Uh, but yeah, I mean they've got Looney and, and Wiseman back, so you can't really play Juan Toscano Anderson again. I don't really trust Draymond Green anymore, so just not a lot of stuff I like in this Warriors team. I'm probably fading them all to be honest. Let's keep it moving. I'm with you. Perfect. Makes it nice and short and simple. We don't want to play them. We got nine games, eighteen teams. We don't need to play that one. On the other side of the ball. Uh, it is. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't say the game total. We actually do have one. Sometimes uh, I, I just assume uh, 228 and a half Indiana favored by two points in this one. So they're expecting the Pacers to come out with the dub in here. Uh, Sabonis 10-5, two priced out for me. Great matchup. He'll probably hit you 40, 50. Wouldn't surprise me one bit, but paying 10-5, I want a little bit more. We have some other guys that we could target that I think have higher upside. So I'll probably pass on him. Brogdon at A2, don't mind it. But again, probably won't go there. There's other guys on this slate. I just like a little bit more. 
And uh, yeah, uh, the only guy I'm kind of looking at might be Miles Turner, but we already talked about several centers that I kind of like point per dollar a little bit more. I don't like this game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty much right there with you. I mean, the one the one guy I might throw in there, Miles Turner, I, like you said, I, I might play him, um, but I, I probably won't. Um, uh, but the other guy I'd throw in there that uh, you didn't mention was was Doug McDermott, 5,200. I'm almost never on this guy, but uh, if he's playing around 30 minutes a game at 5,200 against a weak defense, um, you know, he can probably tear him apart as long as Draymond Green doesn't uh, decide to just shut him down, which is a possibility. So I'm not super high on Doug McDermott, but if you land on that guy, I don't mind it. Yeah, Dougie Buckets can get some buckets, bottom line. Moving on to the next game, though. We have an East 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Chicago. Take on the Bulls. No injury report for the Timberwolves. They're playing tonight on the second half of a back-to-back. For the Bulls, Chandler Hudson, Laurie Markin, and Otto Porter, Devin Dotson all ruled out. Uh, and then for a game total, we do have one, 227.5. Chicago favored by 4.5 points against his Timberwolves team. Surprising to only see them, uh, you know, down four and a half points. That's something that we see often. Uh, I'll start off with this Timberwolves team, the away team. Carl Anthony Towns, 9-7. It's tough. You know, we love so many centers. He's in a fantastic matchup. You love Carl Anthony Towns. You're you're trying to get him. Um, and that was my sentiment, man. It's it's t- it's going to be tough for me not to roll out a two-center lineup, even when I'm building multiple lineups. I'm probably still going to have a two-center lineup. I want to get Capella. I want to get a little Jared Allen, and I want to get a little Carl Anthony Towns. I think all these guys are in the perfect spot to just match their price tags. Carl Anthony Towns really starting to pick up steam since he returned, still playing in the low 30s mostly, <clears throat> excuse me, for minutes. Uh, but we're seeing the shot attempts. The rebounds are off the wall. He's even picking up some stocks here and there, pretty much averaging about 50 DK points, a little bit more than that over his past three games. So sign me up at 9,700. It's a great matchup for the backcourt as well. I prefer Malik Beasley over Ricky Rubio. We're kind of seeing that usage just dip so slightly. Wouldn't expect six shot attempts in the last one, and that's why I'm kind of looking at him. I'm expecting a bounce back more towards his like you know mid-teens, uh, that 14 to 18 range in the shot attempts. I don't know if we're going to get the 25 that we saw in Indiana, but I still think he's in a great spot. Uh, anybody going against the Chicago backcourt is in a great spot. Probably won't go to Ricky Rubio simply because I'm more on Beasley. And then if you need some value, uh, maybe targeting this front court. They're going to be mixing and matching. They're starting Vanderbilt, uh, but we're still seeing guys like McDaniels play decent minutes. Nas Reed has pretty much been relegated back only to the backup center role with the new coaching in there. So keep in mind, um, it's going to be jumbled up. It's going to be hard to figure out that front court outside of Carl Anthony Towns for probably the next week or so. But all these guys are worth taking shots on in your GPPs because on the off chance that one of them plays 30 minutes at their price tags, you're going to want some. Yep, I'm pretty much right, right, right there with you. Exactly the same. Um, the one guy that you didn't mention that I, I'd uh, look for a bounce back game for uh, for is Anthony Edwards. Uh, he's been really, truly terrible. He was like three for 14, three for uh, 11, three for 15 in his last three games. And uh, But he's getting up 11, 14, 15 shot attempts. And uh, if he needs a, ba- a bounce back game, and like you said, against this Bulls backcourt, um, you can't really do any better. So um, I like him as a, as a bounce back spot. Don't know if I necessarily go there for cash, but for a GPP play, I like it. Uh, I like Rubio a little bit more over, more than Beasley, um, but I think that's just more of a personal preference thing. I think those either of those guys are, are pretty much fine. Not guys I'm targeting, but guys, if you land on them, they're totally, totally safe, I feel like. Uh, and yeah, Cat's uh, probably going to have a big game. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. has had a, a tough time uh, staying out of foul trouble in his career. He hasn't done too badly this year. Um, he's been injured for half of it, but uh, when he has played, he's been able to stay in. But uh, if he doesn't get into foul trouble, the Bulls really have nobody behind him. So Cat uh, could feast. So he's a great GPP player. Absolutely. <clears throat> I like it. We'll slide over. Chicago. Zach Levine, 9600 $100 more than Cat in the matchup against the team, his former team, the team that drafted him. Uh, I expect a big game out of Levine here. He is that revenge-type guy. Uh, I, I do like Levine. He's probably, if I, I don't see myself spending up this much on a guard, he's probably my most uh, my favorite guard to spend up on. I like him more than Trey. I like him more than Curry. Um, if I'm spending up on any of these guys, I never want to pay a $9,600 price tag for Zach Levine, but in this matchup, I don't mind it. I will do it here and there. Just don't see myself going overboard on it. Kobe White at 65, it's a great matchup. <clears throat> Don't trust him in cash. If you want to take a shot at him in GPP, sure. And you could play pretty much any of these Chicago guys or anybody of these Minnesota guys in this matchup. This is just going to be a feast, uh, a fantasy feast. Everybody has a plus matchup in this one. So I don't mind taking stabs at all these guys, but I'm also going to be targeting guys like Zach Levine. Um, I don't mind if you really want to taking a look at Wendell Carter Jr. The minutes are starting it up. You're talking about a great game that he's coming off of. Uh, he's a momentum type player where we generally see him string together two or three uh, and then ends up being a head case as soon as he misses three shots from the outside and then realizes he shouldn't be taking those. <laughs> I, 
I don't know why he thinks he could. He can't. Uh, nonetheless, this is a great matchup for him. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, as good as he is on offense, he lacks a lot on defense. Uh, he is not the uh, the guy that puts in the extra effort, needless to say. So I don't mind taking a look at Wendell Carter Jr. And then Garrett Temple uh, at 4,800. Uh, just continues to play solid minutes for this team. He looks like he's just a solid cash guy, night in and night out, looking like he's giving you a floor of 20 with a ceiling of 30. You can't ask for much more, especially knowing it's a plus matchup right here. Yeah, I'm looking at this uh, 227 game total, and I just uh, I think that's just too low. I think it's going to be higher than that, but um, I don't necessarily bet on that, and uh, I won't speculate too much. But uh, you know, I think it's going to be an up and down game, and there's going to be a lot of um, value here. And if you want to land on people, landing on the Bulls or the, or the Timberwolves is probably a good spot to do that. And uh, Levine's probably my favorite play on the entire slate. He just didn't he didn't have to play a lot in their last game because they were just kind of crushing uh, the Kings, and uh, so you know he didn't have to play a whole whole ton. And um, so I, I like him here to uh, to really go off, and uh, you know I think he's it's a really good spot for him. The other uh, you did mention Temple, and I'm I'm on Temple. Um, he's some guy. He's a guy I land on in my cash games a lot, just because he like you said he has a solid role, and he's just a solid guy. He just he produces as soon as he gets whenever he gets minutes, and he's been getting minutes. And uh, the the other guy I'd look at here would be Thaddeus Young at 5900. Uh, again, just just like Temple, he's just a solid guy. He's got a solid role on the team. The return of Wendell Carter ha- has Carter has eaten into his minutes a little bit, um, but he's still just a, a solid guy. And he's getting he's getting he's getting his. It doesn't matter how many minutes he's getting. He's going to get his his stats. So I like him. Yeah, I don't mind. I, and listen, like I said, plus matchup for all these guys. I'm leaning a little bit more towards Wendell Carter Jr. for the upside. Um, Thad Young's been playing great. I, I, Part of his shooting seems a little unsustainable over the past few games as well. You know, 20 minutes on uh, a nightly basis is probably going to be his role, you know, with Wendell Carter back. And I think last game he shot 8-9, and game before that 8-14. So just shooting a pretty good percentage. If, if, you know, if that dips, we're probably looking at a bad game. But it is a plus matchup, so it's hard to imagine that he struggles shooting against Minnesota. Moving on to the next one, though. Toronto Raptors traveling to Miami. Take on the heat in this one. Uh, no game total, no spread. Surprise, surprise. Uh, moving on to the injury report, though. Avery Bradley, Myers Leonard, both ruled out. Goran Dragic, he's upgraded to questionable, hasn't played in quite some time. Tyler Hero is questionable, dealing with his hip. And Chris Silva has been upgraded to questionable as well, while Gabe Vincent is probable. Raptors have no injury report. Keith, I'll pass it over to you. We'll start with the away team. Let's talk about this Raptors team. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't have a ton of interest in these Raptors guys against the Heat. Um, you know, Heat are, are historically a good defensive team, even if they're not rated that way um, right now because they've just been missing so many guys all season. So uh, you kind of have to take those ratings, especially on DraftKings and, and FanDuel and whatnot, just with a grain of salt, just because, um, you know, you can't, uh, like you said, the guys that weren't playing, so they don't, they're just not rated the way they should be. But uh, I, w- I would look at some of these guys. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, 8,600. Uh, don't mind playing him, especially if Lowry's out, obviously. If Lowry's in i don't like him as much um but i think he's a solid play either way even if lowry does play he might be limited um 8600 is a little bit steep for him so uh, again not my favorite player but i don't mind playing him there uh the other guy i'd be looking at actually is og ananobi at 5600 it's just easy to figure out how good this guy was before he went down with an injury uh i mean he's capable of, of 35 dk points any given night and he might just capture that magic in here um you know it's a strictly gpp play because i think he gets a jimmy butler treatment uh if he does start popping off and uh, jimmy butler is a lockdown defender uh but you know if uh, even gpps if you want to go to og ananobi it's a great play i think yeah, I mean, I don't love Toronto. I don't love the matchup. Uh, second half of a back-to-back, they had to play big minutes uh, against Philly tonight. So it's definitely going to be a tough draw two nights in a row, getting Philly and getting Miami. So, you know, I, I could definitely see playing some of these guys. I don't have a ton of confidence in really any of them. I think OG, you touched on him. He's probably the one guy I have the most faith in, if anybody. Uh, you know, Siakam, he's at a great price tag. I don't mind the matchup and everything. But, you know, he played 42 minutes tonight. Uh, there's a decent chance that this is going to be tired and this heat team will tire you out. They'll run you. So I, I don't, I don't just don't have a ton of interest. Uh, maybe OG, like I said, that's it. And I don't even know if I land on there. I just love that he's always eligible at both forward spots. And I'm usually winding down to right about 5,600. Onto the Miami side though, a little bit different of a story over here. Looking at this Miami team, Jimmy Butler, 9,300, Bam at 9k. Uh, do these guys just triple double? Uh, tonight, you know, is that just it's crazy that this this combo has been able to do that a few times throughout their uh, throughout their career. Did you happen to have a Jimmy Butler Bam lineup when they both triple doubled? Did you have that? Uh, 
did not, unfortunately. That's sad because I love I both imagine. those guys. <laughs> I can't imagine too many people. That doesn't really correlate too well. You don't think that there's ever going to be two guys on the same team that triple double the same night. Otherwise, uh, you know, I actually in that in that combo being all of them, you you might be able to expect that from maybe like a Russell Westbrook Bradley Beal combo, or you know, two guards is where you probably expect it from more. But uh, or Jokic Murray maybe I can see that Jokic Porter. Thanks uh, a lot to just the unique uh, ability of Bam Adebayo, though. He can put that triple-double up right alongside Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, uh, it's still impressive, but not not as impressive. I think Bam's probably the more impressive one of those two. But the fact they both did it is impressive in itself. Well, yeah, to be a center, you have to have the offense kind of run through you in some way. So you have to, A, have the offensive you know, talent um, to have the offense kind of run through you to get the ball that much. And B, you have to be able to pass. You have to have the vision. You have to have everything else that comes with that. So, yeah, they got a lot of trust. Bam's a stud. Uh, he's an absolute stud. You, you can't go wrong with that dude. But let's talk about DFS over here. Uh, looking at some of these options, you know, I'm looking at Kendrick Nunn, 6,100. If Goran Dragic, hero sit, sure. If they play, no way. Kendrick Nunn's a guy that will probably see a couple minutes as these guys warm back up. But he was on the outside of the rotation as the season started. And, it, you know, when push comes to shove, he might find himself there again. It's just all these other guys in the rotation offer something that he does not. Duncan Robinson shooting, Gary Bradley's defense. He's not playing over Hero. He's not playing over Butler. And he's not going to play over Dragic if he's healthy. So it's going to be tough to have any trust in none if those guys are back. And I don't mind looking at Kelly O, 4,700. The dude's just been playing rock solid. Uh, Bottom line, you know, the minutes aren't always there every single night. But even in 22 to 24 minutes, uh, he's able to produce on most nights. So 4,700, he's got a little upside in him. Probably not safe for cash, though. Yeah, I do. I do like the Kelly O call. Um, I just don't see Aaron Baines or Chris Boucher coming out to coming out of the paint paint to guard him on the perimeter. And um, you know, maybe maybe Pascal Siakam guards him, but uh, I do like that Kelly O call. But I have exactly the same guys, so we can move on. <laughs> Alrighty, we'll keep it moving. Detroit Pistons traveling to New Orleans take on the Pelicans, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time game in this one. Uh, as far as a game total, it's two twenty three. Pelicans favored by nine and a half points. Can you believe that? I never thought I'd say that sentence. Pelicans are being favored by nine and a half points. I kind of got to say that one out loud again. The Pelicans are being favored by nine and a half points. You don't hear that often. Uh, no, no injury report for the Pistons. Uh, it being the second half of a back-to-back for them. And then for the Pelicans, Steven Adams is probable. So I'll pass it over to you, Keith. Start off with this Pistons team. What can we expect from them on the second half of a back-to-back? We got to see Dennis Smith Jr. draw the start tonight. Uh, but both point guards are are playing particularly well. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. actually had a pretty decent game tonight, but uh, or last night. But um, Saban Lee's really the guy you got to look at. Thirty eight hundred. I mean, he's just a salary saver, and he's kind of a lock for me. And in, in, in cash, and uh, even maybe even GPP because I just think he's just going to crush that price tag. Thirty eight hundred. He's had two strong games, just proving it um, after getting all those minutes. So. Um, yeah, I love that play. And uh, the other two guys I'd look at would be Jeremy Grant, uh, 7,600. He's just steady, dependable. Um, you know, not, again, not a guy I'm, I'm reaching for by any means, but if I wind up on this guy or if I can you know, maneuver a couple hundred to, to fit this guy in, I'm going to do it just because he just he's the number one guy and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be dependent on. So uh, then the other guy I'd add would be Josh Jackson at 6,000. Uh, just reliable also. Um, he's been just steadily you know, putting up 20, 25 to 30 uh, DK points. Pretty, pretty reliable here. And uh, 6,000 is a little steep for him, but I don't mind landing on that guy. Um, but Saban Lee, I'm really high on. Yep, I'm with you, Saban Lee. I think he's probably one of the best value plays. And that's kind of, you'll see a lot of my values probably coming from the guard position or, uh, you know, even a little bit at the forward position. That's kind of why my builds, I'm just initially finding myself spending up on on the center. I have the money and I love all those plays. So I do like some Saban Lee. Uh, I could definitely see myself playing, you know, I don't want to say over the weight. I'm pretty sure he's going to be fairly chalky. Mason Plumley at 6,400. I think he's definitely another solid option. You don't ever want to target big men that are banging against Steven Adams. Uh, but Plumley's not a guy that we're looking for to contribute on offense, I guess, in any way, shape, or form. If he gets it done, it's going to be in those rebounds. It's going to be in the assists. It's going to be in the blocks and the steals. Any points that he chips in are just going to be little putbacks. And it's a bonus. We'll take it. So I don't mind looking at him. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., again, uh, I prefer Saban Lee. Don't mind taking a stab at Dennis Smith Jr. either, though. Like we said, both these guys play fairly well. But Saban Lee is obviously the guy I'm going with. Dennis Smith would be the tournament pivot. Outside of that, probably not going to play too much here. I said probably not going to play too much after I named three guys. But um, (laughs) sliding over the New Orleans side of the ball, it's a fantastic matchup for all these guys. Uh, Vegas has them favored. Uh, Zion, 8,800. Brandon Ingram at 81. Can you see yourself playing either one of these guys? 
Yeah, I mean, the Pelicans aren't really in a spot to take it easy. I mean, they're, they're still underperforming co- compared to what their expectations were. So I think their top guys are pretty safe. I, I like Brennan Ingram out of those guys uh, the most. I think he's just you know in a really great spot here, and he's a little cheaper. So uh, I'll go with Brennan Ingram at 8,100. 8, uh, the other guy I'd be looking at outside of the top guys would be Josh Hart, uh, 4,900. Uh, he, he's kind of a lot. He's a lock in cash games for me. Uh, I think just even in bad games, he just he doesn't sink you. He's got a juicy matchup here and he contributes in, in, in more than one way. I mean, he gets a lot of rebounds for a guard. So he just feels like a really safe play for me here against a, a really weak D- a Detroit Pistons team, especially in the guard position. So those are the two guys I'm looking at Ingram and Hart. Love Josh Hart. Uh, absolutely love Josh Hart, but fair play on this team. Probably the only guy I'm going to end up with too many shares of, to be honest. I don't mind Zion. I don't mind Ingram. Uh, I prefer Lonzo more than both those guys. He's probably my secondary play. It's just, uh, you know, not the matchup I necessarily want to just target or pay the price for Zion, and I don't think I want to target Ingram in this one. I'm worried about him drawing some Grant defense. I know that, you know, that he's going to have to spend a fair amount of time on Zion. I don't know how they're going to rotate those two guys. You know, Ingram, if he ends up getting no Grant, you're absolutely right. That's a smash play at 8,100. I'll sign up for it. Um it just makes so much sense if they, if they put Grant on them with the length. I just don't know how they're going to end up doing this and who they would end up putting on Zion. One of these guys is going to have a severe mismatch either way. I just still don't want to pay that Zion price, regardless of the mismatch with some of these other guys that we've already talked about. Moving on. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. San Antonio Spurs traveling to OKC to take on the Thunder in this one. For the Thunder, Trevor Ariza, obviously out. We'll never suit up. We'll keep saying it, though. He'll never suit up for this team. <laughs> Uh, he'll be gone by March 25th. You can bet on that. George Hill still out, though, as well. He'll be out for quite some time. While, uh, you know, Pajewski and uh, Ty Jerome are in the G League. Looking on the Spurs, Lamarcus Aldridge being considered questionable. I probably have more on the side of doubtful. DeMar Rosen, he's ruled out, dealing with personal reasons, uh, thoughts and prayers with his family. His father passed over the weekend. Rudy Gay is out, along with Kendall Johnson, Devin Vassell, and Quindary Weatherspoon. So, uh, and Derek White. I'm sorry. Health and safety protocols for all of them. So there's your COVID cases for the four members of the Spurs. For the Thunder, like I said, uh, just Trevor Reese. I don't know, man. We don't even need to talk about that. <laughs> I already mentioned it. Uh, no game total, no spread over here. Pass it over to you. Talk about the Spurs team. Lots of injuries, lots to talk about. Pretty juicy matchup. Yeah, man. Y- y'all got any of that COVID value? Because uh, here it is right here. Uh, you got you to gotta love the... the um, the, the people that are playing actually in this game for the Spurs, assuming that it does play, they, they should have enough players. So it should play uh, just fine. And um, so you got to love, Ju- Ju- I always mess up this name, Dejante Murray, uh, 7,400. He should get all the usage in the world without DeMar DeRozan uh, and without, you know, Kelton Johnson, all these guys. I mean, he's, he's, he's a little pricey, but 7,400 is not bad. He's not my favorite play though. My favorite play is actually Lonnie Walker, 3,700. He's my absolute favorite play um, at this price point, 3,700. He's going to have a big game. There's no DeMar DeRozan. There's no Derek White to keep me for minutes. He should see 30-ish minutes, uh, and you know he's just going to probably score a lot of points. So assuming he doesn't miss all his shots, he should have a big game. So maybe a more so GPP play, but I'll go to him in cash because I just I, I like I like Lonnie Walker a lot. Um, the other guy I would look at here as maybe my favorite GPP play him here would be uh, Trey Lyles, 3,200. This guy, uh, who else are they going to play at, at forward if there's no Keldon Johnson? There's no Lamarcus Aldridge. There's no, you know, who else is going to play at forward? I mean, I think Trey Lyles gets big minutes here, and he usually produces good fantasy points per minute when he does get the minutes. So those are the three guys I'm looking at. But I think there's value all up and down this roster. So who do you got? You said it perfect. Uh, number one targets, it's Murray. It's Trey Lyles. I'm a little bit less on Lonnie Walker than you. I just genuinely don't play too much Lonnie. I, I, you know, he just leaves me, you know, sitting there wanting more. You know, I can. Uh, I think, like you said, there's a ton of value. I think we're going to have a couple of these guys hit 10x. I think we're going to have a couple of these guys hit 6 or 7x. So I'm trying to just capitalize on the guys I think might be closer to the 10. I like Patty Mills as well, 4,300. He'll see significant minutes at both the 1 and the 2. Uh, it's a great matchup for him. You know, you you said it, though. We can play Pirtle. We can play all these guys. Uh, Lyles, Walker, Mills, Pirtle, Murray, they're all in play. All five of those guys. I'll have shares of all five of them. And again, outside of Pirtle, none of them are centers. Tons of value all over the place. On the OKC side, looking over here, if we're playing some of these Spurs guys, we're going to run it back a little bit. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 8,500. Uh, it's a solid matchup. He's been balling out as, as of recent. Do I see myself spending 8,500 on him? No, probably not. I'd probably lean more towards Al Horford. At 64, 
And then I don't mind looking at a little bit of uh, Darius Baisley at 56. I expect both these guys to kind of capitalize on their mismatches. Al Horford being able to spread the floor a little bit, get away from Pirtle. Uh, and then looking at Baisley being able to do the same with Lyle. So uh, I like both these guys. They should be able to do this if they want. Just pick them apart, spread the floor, have their way on offense. Uh, and both of them are still very capable of taking them on defense. So those are my two favorite options, the two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, SGA and Horford, I mean, really, you just have to think of it this way. They get a chance to light up the uh, the B squad for the for the Spurs. I mean, it's not necessarily like they're not going to necessarily guaranteed have a great game, but uh, it's it's a smash spot for them. Well, so I mean, I don't mind those. the A squad for the Spurs this season has kind of been a B squad of what we're used to. So uh, yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know it's a good spot for them. Uh, the other guy that you didn't mention that I, I do have some interest in would be Theo Mel- Theo Melodon, uh, forty five hundred. I just love this guy. He's getting praise recently from his coach for just being just a good decision maker and, and being you know better than better than a rookie. And uh, I've got this guy in my season long leagues because I think he's going to start for the Thunder pretty much the rest of the season. I don't know if uh, George Hill is going to play a lot even when he gets back. So um, I will look at him at 4,500 a little bit, just uh, maybe more so for GPPs than cash, but he's, he's still a good play. Oh, they're hoping George Hill is back by March 25th more than life itself right now. That's uh, you know, with Sam Presti does, that could be like three first round picks for what the Thunder <laughs> are capable of. Uh, no, no reality. That's probably what they're going to do. They're going to look at the shop, George Hill, Al Horford and Trevor reason. They're going to try to get as many picks back as possible. They're going to break the records, but We'll move on to the the 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We only have two games left, so we'll pause actually real quick. And if you guys have a second, give us a, a thumbs up, a rate and review. Uh, go on Twitter. Go follow Keith. Keith, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at, at Ginsberg Beats. That's G-1-N-S-B-E-R-G-B-3-A-T-S. It's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Mike Apatria. That's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Hit us up. Give us a follow. We'll get back to you guys as soon as we see your questions. We'll get to them. But if you want to catch us around that lock time, we'll be in the Discord. You can only get in there if you have that DFS pass or that fantasy pass. So jet over to hoop-ball.com. Sign up for it. DFS pass. Measly $1.99 a month, guys. Uh, For what you get for this, the Discord, the articles, uh, it's fantastic. It's $1.99 a month. It's a cup of coffee a month. Not even. I don't don't even know where you can go and get a cup of coffee for $1.99 nowadays. But uh, it's 100% worth it. And while you're at it, stop over into the, uh, you know, whether you listen to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Give us a thumbs up. Five star. Rate and review. Hit the subscribe, the like, notifications, all that good stuff, guys. You'll get the notification, the update of when this thing drops. And you'll be able to listen to it as soon as possible. Get it early. Get the news. Start your day with it fresh. And we like to see the positive comments, guys. Makes us feel good. Makes us feel appreciated what we're doing out here. And we appreciate the heck out of you guys. uh, Because we would not be doing this without you. So we'll keep it moving, though, Keith. Charlotte Hornets traveling to Phoenix. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, This one for the injury report. We're going to have to keep an eye on Gordon Hayward. Uh, He definitely looks like he re-aggravated the hand injury is what they say. Uh, which didn't make much sense to me considering his injury before the season was he had a broken finger, broken pinky, I believe. And now they're saying it's a bruised hand. So it seems like it's two different injuries, but nonetheless, we have to keep an eye on Gordon Hayward. Um, you know, a guy that gets kind of labeled as fragile and brittle, but nonetheless for, you know, whenever he's dealing with the kind of like one of these injuries that he could play through, he will, you know, it's kind of, you know, the broken legs that he can't play through guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you, I'm sure he would, if he could, uh, Devante Graham, He's going to sit out this one as well with Caleb Martin and Vernon Carey as well. Uh, looking over at the Suns, uh, Abdul Nader, questionable. Jalen Smith is out. He's in the G League. No one else worth mo- uh, noting or mentioning. So I'll pass it over to you. We'll start with this Hornets team. I guess, what are you expecting uh, if Hayward sits and then if Hayward plays at 6,900? Is he a guy you could look at? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking to see. Uh, you have to look to see if Gordon Hayward's playing or not. Um, and if he's not playing, I mean, I understand why people would go to Terry Rozier or um, or Lamella Ball. I'm not going to go there. I just the prices aren't don't make sense to me. Um, you know, it's just it's just not a great price point for those guys. I understand people going there, but it's just not for me. Uh, if you're one of these box score watchers and and you know you see that and and, and you play those guys, uh, you know you might get burned. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but I am looking if, if Gordon Hayward plays or not because if he does play, uh, 6900 for Gordon Hayward, I'll take that all day. It's just it's the lowest we've seen him I think this whole season, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So um, you know I can't I can't really 
pass up that price point uh, for Gordon Hayward if he does play. Uh, the other guys I'd be looking at would be P.J. Washington, 5,800. He's another guy that's just kind of priced lower than he should be. Uh, and I just like him more for GPPs than cash, but um, but that's a good price for him. Uh, Cody Zeller at 5,000. He's only getting about 21, 22 minutes a game, but he's capable of putting up 30 DK points in that amount of time. And the Suns are just weak at, against the center position. So um, I don't mind going to Cody Zeller as filler for your lineup also. Uh, but there's a lot of better center options, obviously. So he's more of a GPP guy. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't like a lot over here with Charlotte. Uh, Hayward plays 69. You touched on it. That's a great price tag for him. You know, kind of got to see, you know, how the hand feels. If I see something like, oh, I got to see, he has to warm up to see how it feels. I might kind of hesitate a little bit. If we get the news early on, he's playing, he's good to go. It's a little bit of a different story. Yeah, obviously you kind of need your hand to shoot. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I, I didn't see whether it was his offhand or a shooting hand, though. That would obviously play a big factor into things, too. So we'll have to check into that. Uh, maybe I'll tweet that out tomorrow uh, as soon as I look into it. But I expect if he sits, these minutes will probably get shifted down to Bridges and Malik Monk, both these guys playing solid roles. Uh, Bridges is the guy I prefer, just 4,700. I don't like targeting uh, this backcourt against Phoenix. You know, Obviously, Chris Paul, just this team in general. Phoenix has been playing fantastic defense. They won nine out of the past ten games. There's a lot to like about them. So I like the Battle of the Bridges brothers, though. little narrative in there. Uh, <laughs> and just knowing that any time a game even could remotely get out of hand, we're still going to see Bridges play. We're still going to see the high flyer acrobatic stuff. If he's getting the extra minutes at 4,700, he's an option. With all this salary saving guys that we talked about, do we end up there? I don't know, but maybe a late sleep option that you could definitely look at. On the Phoenix side of the ball, though, 8,300 Devin Booker, 77 Chris uh, for Chris Paul. Both these guys, fantastic price tags and a great matchup. Uh, I don't mind looking at either one of these. You know, what kind of game total can we expect from this? We don't know. We don't have it. I'm expecting a pretty decent spread, though. So this is going to be a tough matchup. Um, let me ask you, Keith. Do you think they hang into it? We don't have a game total. We don't have a spread. Do you, you know? Do, do we do we get 34, 35 minutes out of eight, uh, out of eight and out of Paul and Booker? Uh, that's tough to say, man. I, I think we do. Uh, if I were to, were to guess one way or another, yeah, I think I think they hang in it. Um, and I, I like Chris Paul over Devin Booker just because of the lower price tag and. Uh, I'm a big CP3 guy. Uh, you know, if you're in the Discord, you would know that. But uh, you know, I, I just think uh, you know Devin Booker. He hasn't hasn't had the usage that he had before Chris Paul came into town, and so I, I've just generally been fading Devin Booker, except for when Chris Paul is out for that short amount of time. So. Uh, not necessarily going there. I, I would like to see Mikel Bridges at 5,700 too, just because all of the subs are going to get paced up. So I don't really mind playing any of these guys. I don't mind playing eight neither. But uh, of those guys, Mikael Bridges has the most attractive price tag at 5,700. So uh, I do think they do keep it close, though. Uh, and I do think we get a full full game out of these guys. So if that answers your question. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, it did. Uh, absolutely. So I'm kind of with that, though. If we If we do get 35 minutes out of both these guys, which is the only thing that would keep me away from them, I do prefer Paul over Booker, point per dollar, and, uh, yeah, just that little discount and that salary. Don't mind Aiton, but I already talked about 10 other setters I prefer over him. He'd be a late slate center only. Uh, probably be one of my favorite options on the late slate for a center. Outside of him, <clears throat> the only other guy I'm really looking at is kind of keeping an eye on this front court. Between Dario Sarge and Frank Kaminsky, I, I kind of like this matchup for both these guys. Uh, Sarge is kind of slowly taking his role back kind of pushing Kaminsky back down the pecking order. So probably the guy I lean at, lean towards. But, you know, 3,900 again now is competing with some of that San Antonio value that we talked about. And uh, where does he stack up? A little lower than them. Moving on, last game of the night, L.A. Lakers traveling to Utah to take on the Jazz in this one. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis has already been ruled out, while Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris, and LeBron James are probable. Dennis Schroeder still away from the team, health and safety protocols. No major injury news to be concerned of with the Jazz in this one. 220 game total. Jazz favored by eight. Wouldn't see that coming into the season, but no Anthony Davis. One can expect some sort of spread going towards the Jazz with how hot they've been. We'll start off with the Lakers, Keith. I'll pass it over to you. What are you looking at over here? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that spread for a minute. Eight-point spread for for the Jazz. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Kind of gets like, as you know, what it's not like you'd see that. But I think that's a little bit overblown. I think the, the, the um, Lakers probably keep this a little closer than that. But um, anyways, on the Lakers, I do like uh, LeBron James, obviously. Anytime AD is out, you just have to look at the King. Uh, you're paying a premium for him, but he seems like probably the safest play, probably on the, on the slate. 10-9, um, though, the most expensive play. I, I don't know if I necessarily go there, but don't blame me if you do. Uh, the only other guy I'd look at on the uh, on the Lakers, I think Kuzma's a little a little bit priced out, so I'd, I'd be looking at tailing up 
Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, I will write his great game. He's had another a, a great game finally. I've uh, been waiting for this guy to do, do this dude. Waiting for this dude to do this uh, since AD's been out and he finally had a good one. So uh, I'll ride that for 3,800. If, even if he has a, a not so great game, 3,800 is not a huge price to pay for it. So uh, I'm all aboard for Taylor Horton Tucker. Those are the only two guys I'm looking at, though. Well, with you, LeBron, great price tag for what he's been able to do. I, I expect, like you said, this to be a pretty competitive matchup. I don't buy that spread. With that being said, like I, like I said at the top of the show, maybe you do the opposite. Who knows? Uh, but I do like LeBron at that price tag. And then Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, this dude just continues to outshine these other wings. A lot of these other veterans, he's getting it done on the defensive end. Uh, he plays tough. Um, do I end up going to him? Probably not. Like I said, it's going to be tough, man. We got such such easy value smacking you in the face, but he definitely makes sense as a GPP pivot off that value if you want to get out of there. And uh, that's it for the Lakers. We'll move on to the Jazz, though. Round us out. Take us home over here. I'll pass it over to you, Keith. Uh, 8,700 for Mitchell. I can't pay that, but can you? No, I'm not. I'm not going to pay it for Spida. I, I do like Spida, but uh, no, I'm not going to pay 8,700 for, for Donovan Mitchell, unfortunately. But uh, I am looking at Mike Conley, 6,100. You know, price is starting to keep up a little bit, but still just too low for 30 minutes with Mike Conley. So I'll, I'll pay 6,100 until he keeps up to that, you know, low 7,000 range. And then I'll kind of be like, okay, well, now he's, he's priced where he should be. Um, Jordan Clarkson's the other guy. He's just he's just been on fire, six thousand. So I, I mean, obviously, I'm not playing both these guys, and, and Clarkson was better when Conley was out. Um, so, uh, but I think Clarkson makes for a good GPP play, uh, a pivot off of Conley. Um, some people are going to be looking for that Conley play. So, um, those are the two guys I'm looking at. Other than that, I'm pretty much staying away. Yeah, I like Conley. Uh, I like Conley, and I, I can't say it better. Clarkson is the pivot. I like both these guys. If you're looking for some late game exposure, uh, those are the two I would probably look at the most. Uh, and I don't even mind Bogdanovich. Um, I could definitely see Bogdanovich having one of his games in this one. Generally steps up against these teams that he needs to, knocks down a few extra shots. We kind of see the usage flow his way a little bit more. So I expect him to have, you know, close to 14 shot attempts in this one with at least, you know, five of those, six of those coming from deep. If the shots fall and he should be in a positive night at 5,100. And that is it. That rounds us out. So was it bad, man? Was it bad? We, we kind of cruised through that 51 minutes, but. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Whether you're a first-time listener, long-time listener, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, it will be Dave. It will be Brenton. They'll be crushing stuff. They'll be handling. Nah, just I think she, actually I just lied about that. That's Thursday. It's me and Santino. I got to get the schedule down, man. I've been <laughs> losing my mind. But Santino and I will be on. Uh, there it is. Correct uh, pronunciation as well uh, and grammar. Important. Uh, we'll be on. We'll be crushing it. We'll be handling it. But. Thank you guys for listening. Keith, is there anything else you'd like to add or say about this slate, about your day, about your week before we take off? No, nah, man, just uh, get that DFS pass. Come come hang out with me in the Discord. We're always chatting stuff up there. People are winning money. And, uh, you know, if you're not in there, you're not paying attention to the news that's just dropping late in the day and, and near lock time, then you're missing out. And, uh, you know, I know Mike said it, but uh, I got to just reiterate, if you're not following that news, uh, you know, play single games, play showdowns and, and that's kind of it, because uh, you need to stay on top of that news to be competitive. It's a really competitive sport right now, and um, and and just people are sitting out left and right with the uh, health and safety protocols. So that's probably my biggest uh, thing to my biggest piece of advice to share with you all <laughs> for free. There you it's go. It's a good yeah. There you go. Free. D, D we need the dollar ninety nine membership, guys. You got that one. That was a little quick tidbit uh, from Keith, and the great advice. May I add? Uh, absolutely, can't stress on that enough. News is important, but thank you guys for listening. Take care. Let's go out there and crush our cash in GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.